welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like. I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are are our problems. Welcome to episode 61 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? What is up? Dude, 2020. 2020, man. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do this thing, and we're going to do it with 2020 vision. Oh, please don't ever say that. <laughs> last last year, no, I'm sorry, in 2018, we did a building campaign at our church with the hope of being able to have a children's ministry done in 2020, so we, it was called 2020 vision. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hours and hours and hours of work went into that. Oh, so I kind of have like PTSD. I'm sure. Yeah. No kidding, man. It's really hard. I remember, I've probably shared this before. I remember when I was, I don't remember what grade I was in. I was in grade school. And I remember one of the math problems our teacher gave us was figuring out how old we would be in the year 2000. Oh, wow. 20 years ago. Goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. Wow. Welcome to the new decade. It is. But it's not a new decade is what I've heard from multiple people. Oh, these are, it's actually 2021. Oh, nerd alert. I know. Just let us have our fun. I know, right? Right. Well, hey, my man, before we get too far along into the podcast, do you want to tell everybody about our fantastic sponsor, Planning yeah. Center Online? You know what they are? The base. They are. They are. So Planning Center has a free app for your congregation. If you use a certain Planning Center application, uh, applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect uh, to the life of your church by checking their families in. They can even do that on the way to church, giving, uh, joining uh, home groups or small groups, um, managing their personal uh, profile information, registering for events. I mean, that sounds pretty amazing, right? Oh, it is pretty amazing. I, you know, so I, I run production in my church, but then I also help uh, do small groups. We use the Planning Center Groups app um, for doing that. Man, I can go in and easily like just make a bunch of different groups of like, here's my, this so-and-so's life group. I've got this love and respect class. I've got my rooted class, like all these. And I can go in and easily send emails to all my leaders and keep up with people and get them registered. And then we even have a way to integrate that into our website so people can click on a link and then automatically sign up for a group. Dude, it is, it is pretty slick. It's pretty slick. So you can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. Let's go. So, all right. So we're just, we just got down with the Christmas season, right? And it, it is, it is a season of giving is really what Christmas is all about. Yeah. God would give his only son Amen. to come down to die on a cross for each and every one of us. Um, we, we, we then even take that symbolism and we give gifts to each other. Well, this year, I just want to tell you guys, the Worship Leader Probs Nation, Brian gave me the greatest gift that maybe anyone has ever given, and it is called Christmas Cookie Ice Cream by Bluebell. Dude. Right? So Brian had been hyping this for a while, and I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's going to be good. And do you remember what's the description of it? 
Um, I, I know this. It's it's chunks of different Christmas cookies, like Snickerdoodle. Yep. There's chocolate chip, chocolate chip, gingerbread. I think is in there. Plup yep. and sugar cookies. Yes. Plus icing, sugar cooker, sugar cookie icing. Yeah. And so I'm not gonna lie. Like it. You open it up and the container's like green and white. And like, I'm not a huge icing fan in general. Like yeah, me neither. My grandparents and stuff like that, they're like, just give them the thickest piece of cake with icing and throw the cake away, eat the icing. Like, I'm just not that guy. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But my wife and I, we've already gone through two gallons over the Christmas season. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. So I posted a picture on my personal Instagram last night and Candace Bain was like, that is the best ice cream. And I was like, look, at one point during the, it's only available for like through October through kind of like now, because it's, yeah. Chris, it's Christmas. So I said, at one point we had five containers in our freezer. What? Yeah. And she's like, and that is living your best life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that, tasty. It's so good. If there's anything you've learned about Brian, you know, the things he really likes, he's a hoarder. So, you know, the chapstick. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. know the hair products <laughs> and Christmas cookie ice cream. Christmas Just, cookie ice cream. That's right. You know, because you got to be ready. Because look, look, we're in church ministry, y'all. Whether you're a volunteer, whether you're doing it full time, whether you're doing it part time, and there are good days and there are hard days. And on the bad days, it's not it's not so bad to come home and get you a little Christmas cookie ice cream. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, do we have time for a quick story? Always. Okay, so I did, I was not familiar with Bluebell ice cream. Okay, our senior pastor was. And uh, he had grown up with it. And so he moves to Ind Indiana, no Bluebell available. So he writes a blog about Bluebell ice cream. Wow. One day at the church, a huge Bluebell semi pulls up to the front door and they bring in like 10 containers of Bluebell ice cream for our pastor because they somehow saw his blog. Uh, that that's fantastic. So they, and then following that, we used to do this big all church picnic on Sunday afternoon and they provided ice cream for our whole, for our whole church after, right after that. So my pastor likes to say, you're welcome for bringing, bringing <laughs> Bluebell to central Indiana. That is fantastic, dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Man. Okay. So we, we, you know, last week we did just an all prayer concerns episode. So we really haven't had a get chance to talk like Let's just do a quick rundown. How was how was your your uh, Christmas Eve services, and then even the services last weekend? Like, uh, did everything go off as planned, and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, Christmas Eve went went well. Um, we had, uh, you know, we did something different where we had we spread. We normally do all of them in one day. This year we did them over three days, and oh, nice. so um, attendance was pretty good for the first two. And then we came to four o'clock on Christmas Eve and we have 1200 seats in our worship center and we had 1800 people show up. Oh my goodness. At four o'clock. So like literally every overflow space that we have was full of people at four o'clock. So that went really well. Um, super grateful to just a shout out to our student worship pastor, Jared Bear, who led the 11 PM Christmas Eve service. Tip well of the done, cap, JB. My man, tip of the cap, uh, so that I could get on the road uh, to Cleveland. And um, he did a great job. And then he, he and our student team led this past weekend. So everything went great. I, that is so funny because we have been at my church. Um, so Christmas Eve was off the charts. We had fantastic attendance. Um, and so like our big opener, we made this really cool video that then led into, um, we did the, 
um, for King Country version of Drummer Boy. And like, so good. Marching wireless snare out front, lights flashing, blackouts, blinders. I mean, we just went, we went ham and we did this really cool three song package at the beginning. And then it got really tra- more traditional, like, well, <laughs> our flavor of traditional yeah, for the yeah. rest. But we just had this really cool. So, like, so we did three services in a row. And after the first service, there were all kinds of people standing in the back of the room to watch the opener again. That's cool. And then we get to the third <laughs> service and there was a whole nother group of people that like stood in the back to watch it happen again. So <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, like for me, it'll go down as like a, uh, it'll go down as a career highlight. Uh, our Christmas Eve services just, yeah, it, it was, was a, just it really was the cool. The video you shared was killer. Yeah. I mean, well we just, done my man and the team yeah. at TC3. Yeah. I, I just, I'm very, I'm very thankful for what I'm doing. And then, so we always called, um, that weekend after Christmas youth pastor weekend <laughs> because the senior pastor doesn't want to speak and it's always a student takeover. Oh yeah. And so, uh, we didn't have our students take over the worship, but we, um, we did a, man, we had our, our, our associate student guy, our student guy and myself, we did like this three part, like we would do like a five to seven minute power Devo with a song in between and everything kind of connected. Um, so it was like, kind of like looking back at the year, looking and remembering in the moment and, um, of what God's been doing. And then I came out and gave like a charge going into 2020 and it was, it was, it was great. And we had so many visitors and stuff. So yeah, Christmas season was just really good. And, uh, you know, but what, one of the things I was super intentional about is like, look, there were still lights that needed to be programmed and all that kind of stuff. But I just purposely didn't go in, you know, and uh, I've taken some time just to really relax. And man, I am, I am as hyped and refreshed to go into a new year as I've ever been. So that's awesome, man. Sunday's always coming. Gosh, it, so it getting, literally getting is. those breaks when you can, man. That there's, it's hard to put a price on that. Yeah, and so like I was, I just tried to be super strategic. Like, okay, like I'm going to first thing, like day after Christmas, first thing, ran down. And, uh, I'm going to program these lights real quick. So, and I'm just going to, I'm going to, and so like, I, you know, I just kind of like took my, it's kind of funny, but I literally, I literally took my cues from the previous week, put new backgrounds in, changed the colors, changed the names of the cues and that's it. And no, I know, you know what the funniest thing is? No, not one person said, wait a second. Were those the exact same lights that you had last week? Yeah. Just with different colors? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad you got a break because you, oh, yeah. you've been on a crazy track since you started. Yeah, dude, it's good. Like it, it, this church is amazing because like for me, I will, I've always struggled with being Martha over Mary. Like I always feel like I need to work, 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 work. And obviously those are issues Jeremy's got to work through. But like, the, I do know that where I, where I thrive the best is in high pressure, high expectation. And like, I'm in a place where like it, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of expectation, but there's a lot of grace in the middle of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just Really excited going into the new year. My wife and I got a little project we're working on together that nice. y'all will hopefully see sometime nice, this year. Nice, so nice, nice. Pretty hyped. Yeah, we're headed into Vision Weekend uh, this Ooh. weekend, which I'm I'm anxious to see. I purposely we get the manuscript uh, ahead of time because we prepare slides and all those things, and yeah. I purposely haven't read it this weekend because I just want to experience it with the church. Uh, yeah. So today's Saturday, so in just a few hours we'll experience the first service together, and I'm excited to hear uh, what's on our pastor's heart going into 2020. Okay. So typically, I know, I mean, you're not always like 
spot on the nose with like making sure the music matches, but you're like thematically, I know you do like, so how do you approach a weekend picking songs when you're not really sure what the content is? Well, uh, so like this week, you know, I tried to pick songs that would, um, give the church a sense of like expectation or anticipation. And so, uh, like we're doing Waymaker um, this weekend, just kind of not getting them hyped, but kind of getting them uh, excited about uh, what the coming year could hold. Um, we're doing great things. The Phil Wickham. Oh yeah. Um, uh, there's a Highlands worship song called How I Need You. That's just a really good, um, kind of focusing us in on Jesus. They all should focus us in on Jesus, I realize. Um, but it's just a real Jesus-centric uh, song. And then um, response song, Build My Life. Nice. Yeah, just trying to um, kind of songs that really focus us in, you know. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a really good approach. Love it. Did, did you get a chance to watch any of the Passion? My word. I wish I could have been there. Um that like countdown moment when they're doing good grace. Holy oh, yeah. moly. Yeah. My niece was there. Unfortunately, she got the flu Aww. and had to miss the last day. But uh, the reports are back that it was just insane. We watched a, quite a bit of it online. So I, I, I want to try to get to that next year. And we had some friends uh, work like Sandstrom, I think, was at front of house for He was a at bit front of, of house. Yeah. Uh, wasn't Corey Edwards. Corey Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. Which I... We have tried a million times to get Corey, and he keeps saying yes. And I know somebody out there is like, hey, I know Corey. Y'all keep putting bugs in his ear because yeah. we want to get him on this podcast. Corey, we want you. <laughs> Don't be a doink. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hey, dude, let's jump into our first segment of the podcast today that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Every week on the Worship Leader Files podcast, we like to read all of the prayer concerns that you guys are getting in your church. I just, Brian posted one this week of just like one of the excerpts from the episode this last week. And I just, I just, it always shocks me what people think is okay to say. And so, um, so what we do is, is we like to, you guys send those in uh, via our website and we like to read those because, you know, we say this over and over. It helps make your world feel a little bit smaller when you realize you're not the only one dealing with some of these crazy issues and with crazy people. Because the reality is this, like, and we want the church to be a hospital and not a, not a social club. And so, you know, you're going to get some people that, they need some work. You know what I mean? Amen. Whether Amen. mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you're going to get some crazy in there, but you know, it's all worth it in the end. So Thanks. big tasty. What do we got this week? Let's dive in. Prayer concern number one. I'm diving in. I'm... Oh, we'd like to have him on the podcast. Too. Uh, <laughs> prayer concern number one. I was told by my lead pastor at Christmas Eve that the first service is just a practice run. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first got into worship ministry, I always kind of took our Saturday night as like, well, it'll be better in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or if the oh. mix, if I was really struggling with like a vocal, you'd be like, you know, I can just get that fresh start in the morning. That's right. <laughs> okay. Number two, prayer concern number two. We just announced that two of our long-term female worship team members would be co-leading and pastoring the team uh, after our current worship pastor leaves. One of our members proceeded to ask, so will we continue to look for a will, a real worship leader then? <laughs> oh, come on. Mm. Mm, 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 that mm, is. Mm. Come on, fam. I would throw something at him. I would too. 
I would too. Okay, number three. I once had a middle-aged gentleman, not a regular at our church, come up to me about two minutes before a service started to tell me we couldn't start until his son got there in 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the son never showed. Oh, come on. <laughs> this ain't Bird King, yo. You can't have it your way. Oh, oh come on, dude. My Lord. Okay, the next one. I think it's number four. Uh, while being considered for a worship pastor position, a church flew me out to lead worship over a weekend. On Sunday morning, right after the sound check, the youth pastor approached me and said, um, I noticed you're playing the song, Do It Again. Are you worried the lyric, You've Never Failed Me Yet, will confuse the congregation and imply that God will fail us eventually? I wouldn't have been so surprised by his concern had I not sent the set list to the pastoral staff two weeks earlier or... <coughs> chosen a song from their song list. <laughs> Come on, fam. That's not what it means. No, not at all. But it's, I feel like we live in a generation now that like they're, they're trying to depict the flaws out of everything. They are. They are. Like, and you know what I mean? Like, it's like, context. they're always like, yeah, like I've seen people like, oh, that song. And then jump on and start watching commentary. And, and I'm like, look, I get that, like, we want to be true to the Absolutely. word of God. We want to be doctrinally sound. Like, I still think the highest thing we do as worship leaders, uh, besides just leading people into God's presence, is teach theology through Absolutely. our songs. Absolutely. But it's just like, you sit and watch us, like, okay, at some point, it's like you're just trying to be the guy that's like, yep, told you so, you're wrong, more than just like trying to protect doctrinally what you're singing to the people. Yeah. Come on now. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Okay. This is number five, the last one bottom of the pudding cup once after i finished singing a solo the next singer got up and said quote you just heard a really pretty song now you'll hear an anointed one. Oh no they didn't <laughs> oh my that's so savage man why would that you... is insane why would you say that oh bro Mm, that that one that that actually fires me up a little bit. That gets me a little bothered. Yeah, why would you do that? Like stepping on someone else's gift to make you look better. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's not wow. no bueno. Nope. Who hurt you? Exactly. That's, that's the question. Exactly. Who hurt you? Let's talk about who hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. All you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab. And right there, we got a quick and easy little form that you can fill out and sending in your prayer concerns to us. So again, thank you. And you'll notice on there, we don't ask for your name or your church's name. It is 100% completely a non, no mess. That's on the DL. That is right. And you know what? I've tried to reply to some, just as an example. Some of them that really slayed me. Yeah. And, and it won't even, we can't even reply to you. That's how anonymous it is, right? It's secure. It is so secure. So, all right, dude, we have not done this for a little while. So I'm a little excited to go back into one of our older segments, but let's go into sliding into the DMs. Podcast continues to grow. 
the Instagram continues to grow. And so uh, as we continue to grow, we get so many questions that come into our DMs through email. Uh, and so a lot of it's just general questions about worship ministry. Hey, what gear should we be looking to get? And so uh, we try to respond to every single one of those that come in, but some of them uh, are a little longer. And so uh, we've decided, you know what, let's just talk about them on the podcast. And so we call this section of the podcast sliding in the DMs. So Brian, what are our questions this week? Well, we've got two questies this week. Ooh. Uh, the I first, just want to go to the Starbies and talk about right, them. Right, Okay, so the first one. How do you handle letting someone know they're not a fit for your team? Ooh. Okay, so say somebody comes in. Yep. Good heart. Correct. Um, it just isn't a match. Even, what if even there's talent there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like you said, great heart, yeah. talented. It's not not necessarily that they couldn't do it. Um, like for example, um, I remember we were I was leading the worship team for my wife's school, and uh, you know we're doing very contemporary music, and we had a kid come in and he auditioned on uh, guitar, and we were like, oh cool, I didn't even know you played, and he proceeds to sit down and play classical guitar, like Esteban. You ever remember the guitar player? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I was like, I was like, dude, I've been playing guitar for ten years. I can't do that. Like, it was fantastic. And I'm like, hey, can you strum for me? And he couldn't strum. Hmm. So it wasn't an issue of heart. It wasn't issue of talent. But it wasn't a fit to be able to be a part of what we were trying to do. Yeah. You know, so that, I think that's a good example of like what we're getting at with this question. So, all right, Brian, how would you? Handle something like that. Yeah. And it might, it might be a, like, you know, when pastor Scott was on, he said, we don't usually say no, we say not yet. Correct. And so it might, it might, it might be an opportunity to train or teach. You know, we once uh, had a lady and I, you know, in the internet age, it's very handy to be able to, to you know, do a little Google, <laughs> a little Google search, a little face, yeah. Facebook stock and, you know, find out a little bit about who this person is. We had a lady uh, come in who uh, was like a country Western singer. Okay. And she was, uh, you know, probably in her fifties when she came in and country Western singer and, you know, all of that doesn't matter. Um, but the deeper I, I, uh, I searched, I, you know, I started finding, you know, pictures of what she wears when she sings at country Western bars around the city and cowboy boots. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was the least of the, the issue. Okay. And then, and it, it also became apparent that what she was, what she was interested in was kind of building her country Western platform. And she saw, you know, big church, if I can get on the stage there, I think it'll help me build my yeah. country Western following. And so, you know, I, just had to have a, a couple of uh, a difficult conversations, you know, with her just, you know, Hey, this, we don't, we don't really look at this as a way to build your personal, you know, country Western empire. You know, this is uh, we're here to lead these people to Jesus. And that's our focus, our, our sole focus. Um, and we want to do it with excellence. And, you know, certainly there were some stylistic issues that we could have overcome, um, I mean, she can't sing "Ain't No Grave" every time she gets up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> um, so you know, it it just 
uh, even though we tried, uh, and, and, you know, those are opportunities for, for teaching and opportunities for training and all of those things that we are about as, as leaders in the church. Um, it just kind of, it, where we ended up was, uh, uh, she, I think was either unable or unwilling to, uh, get on board with the things that we hold dear as a team. So, um, it just, it just ended up not being a good, a good fit. So, yeah. So I think that like one of the inevitable things about being in a position of leadership is you will end up having to hurt somebody's feelings at some point. So like, you know, the important things as a worship leader, a production guy, like you're, you want to protect the integrity of the word of God. You want to espouse right doctrine. But then I think under those, but still at a very high level is you have to protect your culture. You know, uh, culture is very important within all that you do with the church. Like part of the reason I think our church is doing well is we have a really healthy culture in our leadership of openness, of ideas being able to be shared. And so like they looked at other people before me who they could have hired, but like they weren't going to bring somebody in who could have potentially even been more talented than I was, but wouldn't fit the culture of what they're trying to do for building and health and things like that. And so like, I think part of, uh, of your mantle of leadership you carry is as you protect that culture, they, there very well could be times that you're going to have to hurt somebody's feelings in order to be able to protect what God is doing within. Let, let's say the best guitar player you've ever seen in your life comes in and you're like freaking out. You know, maybe they're just like a diva and they don't want to practice and they're not going to, they're like just ripping Van Halen solos rather than actually just playing the parts in a song. Like they might be the best guitar player in the world, but if, if they can't do and, and, and fall within the vision that God has given you as the leader for how God is going to the, not for the, how that God is being worshiped in in the context he's placed you a part of, like you've got to protect that. Even if it means somebody might get their feelings hurt a little bit. Absolutely. You know, the, 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 the important word is leader. Yes. Okay. So that implies that you are leading. That's right. Hopefully. Right. You know, we had a, a bunch of people, uh, uh, we, we posted a meme about, you know, sometimes when you say to the congregation, lift your hands and everybody's just sitting there, not lifting their hands. I don't like to be told to lift my hands. I want it to be, I want it to be spirit led. Obviously you do want it to be spirit led, but the, like, if you are leading worship that you cannot ignore the word leader. Absolutely. And sometimes you, uh, it is necessary to push a little bit when you're leading. And if somebody's going to say, I don't like to be told to lift my hands. Okay. I'm going to, can I be so bold as to say there might be just a little bit of a heart issue there. (laughs) Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know, that word leader. Um, And, you know, sometimes we have to say things that are going to, that might be taken as hurtful in the process of leading and helping uh, people to conform to the image yeah. of Christ and uh, right. instruction and all of those things. Um, yeah, that's important, man. Yeah. Now, I think make sure your heart is right and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if somebody walks in and it's like, oh, they just don't look right. They're getting their clothes at JCPenney and we only order from Buckle. You know what I mean? Like, okay, 
Like there is a line of like protecting your culture, but making sure it's a healthy culture that you're trying to protect. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great clarification. Yeah. So, all right, dude, I think we got one more. What what else? We have have one more and here's the way we worded it. Uh, This has been uh, out there a lot recently. So how do you disagree well with those above you? Now, don't focus on the word disagree, focus on the word well. How do you disagree well? 100%. That is is great. And I think for me, was one of the hardest concepts to try to learn when I got into church ministry. Um, And so it's this idea of constituted authority. So uh, the Lord, when he um, places people in the church, I think while we're all... uh, even at the foot of the cross, there are different levels of leadership that God places us in. And then we're asked then to be submissive to those that are in a position um, maybe above where we are. So many times in, in most churches in the West, you have your senior pastor, and then maybe there's like an executive team or your associate pastors or whatever that looks like underneath, right? And so at the end of the day, the Lord has put like your senior leader there in charge, you know? And so I think for me, having it all is going to start with relationship because the word, Brian, you could not have nailed it better. Like, well, is the word. So like, there's going to be disagreements. That is, we're all people. Much of what we do as worship leaders, um, once you get past like making sure things are sound, it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. Is that a good song? Is that not like, well, if, if it's theologically sound and it's singable, from there, it's 100% subjective. And so there's going to be differences of opinion. So I think when those moments come that say, maybe there's a song that you really like and you would want to do, or maybe in my context, maybe there's a, there's a lighting look that I really like that maybe my senior leader doesn't like, or uh, maybe, maybe you're the production guy and it's the worship pastor you're being held accountable to. Maybe it's not just like the senior leader. Like I think having a relationship where you can really share your heart, share your opinion on something and not like argumentatively or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I hate to say this, you're not in charge. Like at the end of the day, this person will be held responsible for what everything is going on. And so you've got to say, okay, even though I don't agree with it, I'm going to do it because God has placed me under, under your authority. So like, I think I might've shared this before, but I'll just, I'll share it again real quick. So when I first got TC3, we needed to uh, get a lighting console. And uh, so I did my research and I asked, get some quotes in. And so I was like, Hey, I've been using an integrator for 10 years and I really would love to keep that relationship and bring that relationship down here. And so like here is, I would get it from this guy, whatever. And then, so my senior pastor get on, got on and he, he found it cheaper just to go like, you know, direct somewhere. And so Um, for me, I wanted to go with an integrator and I had specific reasons of why I wanted to work with an integrator. And so he, we were texting back and forth. And so I just called him and I said, Hey, I want to start this conversation with this. Um, I really would love to have an opportunity to share my heart on why I think this is not the right decision. Um, but here's what I want you to know at the end of the day, I don't have the church's checkbook. I don't see what the check register looks like. I don't know what kind of money we have. I don't, I don't know the pressures that we have that you do know. Um, so once we have this conversation and I share where I'm at, I want you to know that if you decide to go the other way, I will be your biggest cheerleader. 
I am with you and we'll never have this conversation again. Mm -hmm. And so he let me share and I shared what I thought was a very good argument of why we really need to start building that relationship with the, with this specific integrator. And at the end of the day, because of the financial crunch we were in, we needed to save some money. And so we went another direction and I never said another word to Gordon about it. And I, I, it was the right decision. I, I got the same desk. Um, we, you know what I'm saying? Like everything in the yeah. end worked out well. We just didn't get there the way I would like to. So we got there, but it's working. We're there. And my job is not to fight him tooth and nail on something. My job at the end of the day is to give him all the information that I have. And then my job then is to be submissive to his leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great example. And I love that you use the word submissive because that is as creatives, um, that is often a word that makes us bristle a little bit. Oh yeah. Submission. But look, fam, uh, no matter what your job is for the rest of your life, unless you win the lottery or you are blessed to the point where you start your own company or whatever, you're going to have a boss. Yeah. And you've got to decide, okay, part of my, uh, part of my submission to Christ is submitting to those leaders. Um, oh, that's so good. That, that are, are over me. And so like, I've, I can't remember if I've shared this before, but when I first went to our church, um, this was almost 11 years ago. Uh, the song, how he loves was, you know, really hot. And so um, we rolled it out one weekend and we were, you know, team sloppy wet. And, uh, as you should be right. And so my pastor walked into my office on Monday. He, ne- he didn't say anything over the weekend, which by the way, unless you have an absolute train wreck, I would highly recommend not handling unless, unless you can't avoid it. Don't handle, yeah. don't handle that kind of stuff on the weekend. Everybody has enough on their plate. He walks into my office on Monday and he goes, look, I hope you're here for a really long time. And I will never tell you not to do something like that. A song, especially I would just say that word kind of made me uncomfortable. Yep. So I said, got it. I, I I really appreciate the way you handled that. And, um, we didn't do it for a really long time. And, uh, you know, that, that's the only time that's ever happened, but we have had issues like you mentioned with lighting, you know, every now and then, if you use that blinder effect, he's like, man, I just, that's, that probably culturally isn't us, you know? Yeah. And, and so really healthy and good to have those conversations, but, um, you, you have to be able to submit to your leader. Now, if you get to the point where you can't, yeah, or there's something happening that is, um, not biblical or there, you know, if you, if you get into a situation like that, then you need, you need to have a different conversation, respectful and full of grace, but that may be a sign that God is leading you someplace else. Yeah. It could, it could be, um, that your, your season at your post is ending and, and God is preparing you for a move. Um, so, you know, it's important that word submission is so important and also realize as much as you have on your plate, like Jeremy, your plate is overflowing. My plate is overflowing in terms of responsibilities and workload and all those things. Um, I would guarantee you your senior pastor's plate is more full and it's more full of heavy lifting type issues than yours is. Yep. And so never forget that. Yep. 100%. 
you know, there's a if you, if the, if you're like maybe you're like this is a mission that make that's a struggle for you. There's a book by a guy by the name of Watchman Nee, and it's called Spiritual Authority, and it really talks about how like all authority begins in heaven, and so we all are submissive to to the to Trinity, and then from there, then God places some of that leadership on specific individuals like a senior leader, and then you have your own set of authority given to you and so forth and so forth. And so in those moments where maybe you're not respecting the authority above you, in reality, what's happening, because God has placed that authority on them, you're actually disrespecting the Lord. Ouch. Wow. So I'm going to let you let that one sneak in there and just kind of marinate for a little bit. But yeah, Watchman Knee, Spiritual Authority. It's the best book I've ever read on on authority and what that looks like. So, ouch, 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 ouch. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope so much that these these things are helping you. And if you have questions that you would like us to address here on the podcast, would you just hit us up in our DMs uh, at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram and just uh, you can send this to us or you can go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com and you could send us an email and uh, we would love to to take and address some of your concerns here on the podcast. And so, man, we're just so super thankful for all y'all guys. Absolutely, like, hey, man. Don't forget, you can go to our website, click on the online store, and you can get some officially licensed Worship Leader Probs gear. Uh, if you do us a huge solid, and just right now, if you would just like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, that would be super helpful. And so, man, we got a big year coming. Uh, we hope to have some more dates to kind of get out and about and to get to meet some of you guys. Uh, you know, we got some other things kind of brewing behind closed doors that we are uh, looking forward to bringing out to you guys. And so we're just super thankful for you guys, the Worship Leader Leader Probs Nation. Absolutely. Hey, and you know, we partnered with Five Words Media. The Free Church AV giveaway is happening on January 17th. Yes. And they they haven't stopped at just the grand prize. Like one person wins this valued up to $200,000 AVL system, but they're going to have three like runner-up prizes that they're, and there's a, there's an opportunity for you to vote uh, oh, cool. on, on those. So make sure you follow Five Words Media uh, on the socials as well. And uh, we're, we're, we're pumped uh, to be partnering with them as well as our good friends at Planning Center. Um, whoop, 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 whoop. We're going to be, uh, you know, taking a little trip to the, to the HQ. Little mancation. Right. Right. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, we, uh, we love you guys, the worship leader probs nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.